Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair, yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah, and how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household, so anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. 
He takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It is the finale episode of The Bachelor, which means it's the finale episode of like, I don't, we don't call this a season, but like we're going to break down the after the final rose and the finale here on the Almost Famous Podcast. Ashley, this is going to be a longer podcast than usual. There's a lot of details uh, to discuss. Are you ready for it? Like, are you comfortable? Do you have a good seat? Are, are, you, are you ready to make this thing happen? Not only do I have a good comfy seat, I have my warm socks on. I mean, my heated, my heated socks, my electric socks. Well, that's that, how that's settled in I am. Well, that is yeah. special. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I'm in. Uh, I'm currently in Florida, and so it's 80 degrees, and I'm in a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, this is why you weren't responding to your text last night. Yeah, I was sound because you really were asleep. Yeah, you guys are. Texting you fell like Eleven to thirty at night. I'm sound asleep. Yeah. Because I went to go watch at my friend's house. And then by the time I got home, I was time to text everybody our thoughts. And then I guess you just hit the pillow the second after, after the final rose wrapped. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, I don't last very late into the evening. In fact, (laughs) that was too late for me. I woke up this morning a little tired. Um, I didn't get my eight hours of sleep, which really is, is frustrating. But Ashley, uh, we have some really special guests today. Uh, one uh, guest who's going to start out here is Bree. You might know her from this season of The Bachelor. Uh, somebody that we're both very excited to talk to. One of my favorites, and I think your favorites throughout the yeah, whole season. Like she was totally. your top three, pretty much, like from week one on. Right? From week one, I called her being top three. Yeah, uh, some real. I want to ask her why she's not being considered for The Bachelorette. Like why her name was never tossed into the ring. That's something I'm interested in because I thought, like she would be a great bachelorette why was she never even talked about like we talked about so many other people so many other rumors were swirling Bree's name really was never brought up and also it's interesting but then also later on the podcast uh we have just a good friend now to the almost famous podcast uh a terrific a terrific human sam acho who is the brother of emmanuel acho but sam acho uh, they're both doing great things in the world but sam is an author you got to check out his book um I, I will talk more about his book and how I know him through our book processes here in just a little bit. But uh, Sam's going to come on and break down after the final rose with us uh, because, you know, obviously Emmanuel is busy right now. We're going to have him on at some point. But what better person than his brother? Probably um, just the second best person, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, hey, Ashley, to get started, let's bring Bree into the podcast. We're going to talk about this episode. And then again, we have some really important questions for her. Uh, so, Bree, come on in. 
Bree Springs, welcome to the podcast. It's great to see you not reading erotica to me. Uh, that was wait, the wait, 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 wait. Please elaborate. Okay, <laughs> we gotta... la- so I I met Bree oh, on God. the erotica writing date that I hosted, and uh, Bree, there's only a f- there's like really like it's a whole blur to me. I'm sure it's a blur to you, but the moment that sticks out in my mind really wasn't even aired and that is our now bachelorette katie humping matt oh, yeah. on that little satay i forgot about that i forgot that we were all shocked because she ended up on top of him yeah and that was a first for us like I wait this happened on the date like that yes, yeah i was just front coming of off audience. of my one-on-one and onto this next group date and i was like oh whoa katie did that yeah <laughs> wow yeah. you know it, it's a good transition point here brie because there's just something I'm super c- confused about, and you have to explain it to What's me. Up? I'm out of touch these okay. days. I'll you, try my best. <laughs> you, uh, you've been in our top three since the moment you stepped onto our television screens. Like Ashley and I, every week we're like, "Bree's gonna be there," um, and you like, you never disappointed. You were always great. And then we get oh, through yeah. this season, and like, if we can for a second. This whole, like, I mean, we know what's going on within Bachelor Nation, but then, like, underneath it all, there's been this conversation about, like, okay, what's next, right? Is it going to be a Bachelor season again? Is it going to be a Bachelorette season? Is it going to be Paradise? Like, all this confusion when it comes to the show stuff was happening. And then all these names started to get thrown out there about the next Bachelorette. Your uh-huh. name yep. was like not at the top of that list ever. And and I say that because that was disappointing to Ashley and I. It's confusing to Ashley yeah. and I. Why was it like, were you in talks and it just never got to the press? Like what's going on? Why is your name not like at the top of that list? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's okay. a great question. It's a, it's a really great question. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely considered it and it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's meant for certain people and some people it's, it's just not, I mean, I was just talking with Nick. Um, I was in the studio with him yesterday and he made a good point on his podcast last week. He was like, Brie was not meant for, for this world. And, and I would have to agree. It's, it's hard to put yourself in that situation to be so open and vulnerable mm. and let alone on a reality TV show. And the guy that you're in love with is also dating over 30 other women. So it's, it's tough. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think personally that Katie and Michelle are going to be great at it. Yeah. But okay. What does it mean to not be like meant for this world? Like, yeah. Okay. Take away the op- like opening up part because this is the bachelorette you your job is to get to know the contestants and allow them to get to know you but like what do you mean you're not made for this world i think you're perfect for it you're great on you're great for it well i i felt like i could be myself and that could come across so authentically and i'm happy about that but it's just it is it's a highly produced world and it's it was tough it was tough to to watch back and let alone i don't i just don't know how it would all play out in the end i think we all have gotten to a point where you know we all had high hopes for this season and then now we're watching you know as we've been watching yeah. it back and mm-hmm. see it all play out the way it did you're you're just a little bit in shock at how much control you could lose mm. in a situation like that and that's i mean that's something that i thought about um going into you know if i were to be asked to be the next bachelorette like that's a it's a big responsibility to take on Mm. this week you you made a comment 
in press that this season has been mentally and emotionally draining for you. So I yeah. would imagine that the bachelorette process would be even more <laughs> so. But can you elaborate to us about what specifically has just really brought yeah. you brought you stress? Yes. I mean, I look at and what I meant by that was I look at all of the pain that happened and the mistakes that have happened in order for us to get to this point that we're at now. And at least for me as a black woman, it's, it's, I look at it and see how far we've come in progress, but then it's just, it feels defeating because it's just, okay, wow, we have so much further to go. I mean, I think a lot of people could agree that there was a missed opportunity for the show to tackle much larger conversations and really dive into these diverse stories. And, and we didn't see that. Um, so that was disappointing, but, but I know that they are taking the steps necessary to, to do better. And I want to see that. Do you, I, I haven't asked anybody this yet and you just kind of brought it up when you're on it this season, like living in that world, Matt James is the bachelor. Um, it wasn't a secret to anybody. The opportunity that the show had by having Matt James, the first mm -hmm. black bachelor, the most diverse cast ever on television for the bachelor. Was there ever a moment while you're in the show that you're like, I feel like they're missing opportunity. Like, I feel like they're not doing enough. That's how I felt watching it back. You know, I can confidently say that I had a great experience while on the show. Mm. Um, I felt heard. I felt seen. I felt supported. I think it was after the fact, and I don't think it's just me or just the women from our season. I think a lot of people, mm -hmm. maybe you guys might've felt this after your seasons, but you are just kind of plunged into this world and you don't know how to navigate that aftermath, like the after the fact. Um, so in that sense, I do feel like there could have been more done, more support, more, I don't know, like as a comms man, as a comms professional, I would have liked to have heard from ABC, yeah. right? Like I would have liked to have heard like, Hey, we're listening to you. Like we take this stuff seriously. Like we condemn this. Um, but I didn't see that. And that was hard. That was really hard to, to be a part of this season and not see that. That is interesting, isn't it? I mean, we've, we've talked about it recently and, um, with a few people, uh, who are at like kind of the heart of everything going on. And you're one of those people, right? Yeah. You're at the heart of what's going on. You're on this season. Ashley and I are moved now, but we still talk about it and we still have a lot of friends involved. Yeah. It's, it's, it is weird. And it does feel like even in the midst of all these things coming, crashing down that mm -hmm. somebody didn't say, okay, but hold up along the way. Can we reach out to the people in the middle? Like that are in it? Like, <laughs> yeah. can we at least like reach out that that is a weird thing that didn't happen. It's like, you know, that's yeah. a good lesson learned. Something that probably should be brought mm -hmm. up now is where was the support post-show or how can the show best right. support contestants and leads post-show? Maybe yeah. that comes from this. Maybe that's one of the lessons learned. It would be great if it was. That's a great point, Ben. I mean, that's something that I would like to see is just a little bit more accountability from the show in how we can move forward and support, mm. you know, cast and leads moving forward. Because in my mind, it was a lot of, pain and mistakes that could have been avoided. Um, but here we are and hopefully we can take that into these next seasons. Yeah. I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful too. Marie, I always like to ask, you know, the the contestants that got really far, how mm -hmm. they felt watching the show back. Did they get closure? Did they realize why you weren't the girl standing there in the end? How, how yes. did you uh, digest watching the season back? Yeah, as odd as it sounds, 
watching my breakup back gave me the closure that I needed. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you guys can relate, but you're in the situation after the show where you're left to kind of pick up the pieces of the puzzle and put them back together to figure out what happened. And there was a lot of scrambling after the fact to try to figure that out. But watching it back, it just became increasingly clear to me where Matt's heart was the entire time. And I think we all could see that very clearly. So it was easy for me to walk away from it feeling like I got the closure that I needed and this makes sense. But up until that episode aired last week, did you still feel like very emotionally attached to him? On the show, I did. On the show, while we were filming, I mean, I was blindsided. I was heartbroken and I was sad and I did not see that coming. But watching it back, I'm like, oh, got it. Like, I didn't see his connection with Michelle and I didn't see right. his connection with Rachel in the house. And watching it back, I'm like, oh my God, there was so much undeniable chemistry there. I mean, mm -hmm. I even have to ask myself, like if Serena P didn't send herself home, would I have even stayed? Like, would I have gotten that rose? Because him and Serena P had a really, really strong, amazing connection. Did you guys ever know that Serena let herself go? I think, I think we did. Um, I think it was very, um, I think it was obvious to us when she didn't show up. Okay. That, she sent herself home yeah okay. um all right so after watching the whole season and specifically last night do you feel like matt is even in a place for a relationship is that somebody that you would still see yourself having a successful relationship with i will say i can confidently say that i'm not still in love with matt i think he can probably walk away from this experience looking at it and saying that there's a lot of room for growth here. Um, I was surprised by all of it though. You know, I, in my mind, he and Rachel were so in love and I thought they were going to really see themselves through this and see themselves at the end of this. Um, but I also understand why that couldn't happen, why he didn't feel that that could happen. Um, and he feels like he, they need to kind of go their separate ways in order for that growth to, to take place. It felt like after like watching last night um, and then even watching Matt on Good Morning America, like you can see it, the I, I don't want to cut it, but like just the heaviness in his eyes. Like there's a, like he's tired, yeah. like he's tired. And I think I Exhausted. think no matter who you are, you, you know, you're not used to, you know, 12 hour press days and he's in it right now. So he's tired no matter what. Did you feel yeah. like on the show, was he stressed out? Like, could you get a sense that he was um, running uh, you know, thin the whole time and like, just like mentally not like, like, I guess mentally with the, so close to breaking. You mean on the show during filming? Yeah. During filming. No, I mean, I think it was completely different. You know, I don't think anyone saw how this season was going to play out the way that it did. You know, in my mind, I think Matt was happy on the show and I think mm. Matt was in love. And again, Rachel was, his end all be on vice versa for, for Rachel, but it's been exhausting watching this, having to wake yeah. up to something new happening every single day and just have it kind of blow up in your face. And I can't fault Matt for not knowing these things. I mean, we can't fault Matt for not knowing these things, but I'm sure he just got to a point now, like watching after the final rose, it looked like he was just like, I just want this to be yeah. over and done with. I bet. Do you think that's one of the reasons why they're not together is like, he just wants to be clean. Perhaps. I mean, I think like 
they both owe it to themselves to do what's best for each other. Because I think, you know, from an audience perspective, you know, we want, we want to see certain things, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's their lives. It's their, their livelihoods and they have to do what's, what's best for, for themselves to move forward from this. Cause it's tough. It's tough. My heart broke for both of them. I can't imagine how tired he is. I mean, I, I, I like that. We got to give that some like um, some notice. It's just like he's got to be exhausted now. Uh, exhausted. Before we break down this episode, I know Ashley has a few more questions for you. It's my question. I like to ask anybody who came off the show. Are you glad you did it? I am. I am really glad that I did it, and I have no regrets. No regrets allowing myself to open up to Matt, really fall in love with him. And I can confidently say that I took a lot of lessons away from the show and even more amazing friendships mm. with the women of this season. I mean, that was icing on the cake, honestly. Yeah. I'll ask my next questions while we go chronologically throughout the episode. So first we see Michelle meet his family and his mom's I love the way his mom was so emotional with both girls. Yeah. However, my takeaway <laughs> from the meet the family meeting is that this is when even before his mom said anything about a lifelong commitment and love fading, which Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about that for a second. She really <laughs> freaks him out with this love fading thing. And I'm like, too. um, there's always a chance that love is gonna fade. Love is a risk. We mm -hmm. can't we can't live in that fear. Um, because if we do, then we'll never have a fulfilling relationship. Well, what do you guys think about that? I would have to agree with you. Like I, you know, all of us entering into this world were willing to kind of take that risk, take that leap of faith to really allow ourselves to fall in love. And I think he probably got really scared because he'd never been in a relationship before. Or he had never been in love before. So whenever you hear that, you're like, oh, shoot. And I'm about to get engaged yeah. tomorrow or two days. Like you get freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Cause everything's already up. In, like you're already so confused up in your head the way it is at that point. You're like, I could be engaged in two days. And if there's any seed of doubt in that, then like, then you get even more confused, which is probably good. Why he, that he just said, Hey, let's just date. Cause there was that doubt there. I wonder though, I don't want to put words in his mom's mouth, but I wonder this because I watched that. And I, what I took from it was, uh, what she was saying was, you know, this is, and I'm going to expound and put words in her mouth more than it ever is healthy. But this is what I was thinking is, you know, you're in this crazy experience, Matt. There is, it, it is euphoric. It is beautiful. You are feeling all sorts of puppy love. Like you are just overwhelmed with this sensation of like, you know, the angels are singing and the, you know, the leaves are greener than ever. And there's love in the air. But, and I will say that when it comes to a committed love, like love that lasts, that feeling fades and it comes at times, but is not a constant, yeah. right? Like the puppy love, the early love, the middle school love fades. And when it does, what's left? And what's left is that committed, loving partnership, that relationship yeah. that maybe doesn't feel as like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. But what, la but what's left is, no, you're my partner. You're my person. We're going to get through yeah. life together. I wonder if that's what she was saying. Like that fades. And I would say 100% that's a good note to give your son is like look past yeah. this on like not as much of like the emotion of what you're feeling now. But if, if you're looking at one of these women, is that somebody you can't live without forever? Yeah, I hope she was saying that. 
I don't, I don't know. know. That's, I mean, I hope <laughs> that's what I would hope, hope. that she was. Well, that's yeah, like I said, I just put so many words in her mouth, but that's <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, so I felt that even before that Love Fades conversation, you could feel the doubt creeping up with Matt mm. because unlike all the other, okay, not all the other leads, but most other leads, when they bring the girls or the guys to meet the family, they are stoked and they are mm-hmm. like hanging on, a, like they're on pins and needles waiting for the advice, um, the feedback from the family after the meeting. And you just feel more passion. But I feel like Matt was like, he was definitely in the, I don't know what I'm doing land he in knew. his head already. <laughs> He knew. I mean, that would be a really good question that I to ask Matt, like if he was honest with himself throughout this entire experience, because I could see coming into it how you're so open to the possibilities. You're open to an engagement like, hey, that's what I, I was there to do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just had this like wave of and I mean, it was just it was a complete 180 from the conversation I had just had with him yeah. on how I ended things like I walked away saying, Matt's ready for an engagement. <laughs> like he's reassured me. And then you get there and you, you see that he, he just kind of wasn't. So I could see how it all hits you at a certain point where you're like, Oh shoot. Like we have been in a bubble. This is not reality. This is fantasy. Am I ready for this? That is wild that you brought that up because you asked him point blank on your date the week before. Are you ready for an engagement? Mm-hmm. And, and what they didn't, what I feel like you probably didn't see was whenever I responded saying like, um, that was a really roundabout answer. Yes or no. Mm. And he said, yes. <laughs> I, I would have to though say for, to Matt's credit and I'm, I'm a big Matt fan. I think, you know, just like any lead, he fell short yeah. at times. He did great at times. Like I'm, I like yeah. Matt a lot as a person, but you don't as the lead one, I would disagree with you, Ashley, and say I wasn't super stoked to have my family meet the girls. I was super nervous because I knew that they were going to be my parents were going to be very overwhelmed. I knew it was a lot for them to take in. I knew I was showing up for and not seeing them for months, them never meeting these girls and being like, hey, I'm going to introduce you to one girl that like I could be with and I'm not going to tell you which one <laughs> because yeah. that's not something we can do here. But I'm going to just tell you like I'm very <laughs> interested in like it's a lot and it's it's very it's very, it's a very hard situation. The second point that I want to make is when you're on the show and I don't know if you all felt this way, it kind of like goes in a wave and like you have, you start out and it's a lot of fun and it's exciting and it's mm-hmm. new and you're like exploring it. And then you get into the moment, like middle ground where it gets like long and you kind of get tired and it's stressful. And then you get to the end. You don't actually have to confront the idea that you're going to be engaged possibly at the end of this until like three days until before it actually end. happens. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's what happens. Okay, exactly. So like you talk about it, you joke about it. Like people ask you about it, but like you, it doesn't actually hit you that holy cow, this is actually happening. And you, have to ask yourself do i want it to happen or not until like the very end so maybe that's when it hit him yeah and you know what can i also say something too is i think what i mean maybe if i could go back and do something a little bit differently i think i would want to clarify like what does this engagement mean to you Mm. because as crazy as it sounds like i actually didn't know that matt had never been in love before um so maybe if that was a conversation that we had you know like is this something that you know this is the one one time you're going to get down on your knee in your life like is that what's all writing on this engagement and i think that that's a really important question to ask yourself if you're going to go back into the situation is what does this engagement at the end of this mean to you is it like i'm putting a ring on your finger making a promise to you and we're going to figure out what comes afterwards or is it like 
this is the last time I want to do this. So I have mm-hmm. to know yeah. that you are my person and yeah. here's what we're going to lay out on the table. Before, okay. So you, you have to wrap with us in a little bit. Like we don't have you forever. Cause it's a very busy oh, yeah. post post finale, uh, you know, press day for you. Um, <laughs> however, I want to get an important question in, tell us about Rachel in real life and how you feel like she's handled this throughout the past couple months. Yeah. So Rachel and I, Rachel K. Yeah. Yes. Rachel and I were, we're friends. We're friends. We were friends on the show. And as soon as all of the photos and videos started coming to light, you know, I reached out to, um, check in on her and extend my support. And I didn't hear from her until after, you know, the filming of after the final rose. And, um, I think her apology was a step in the right direction. And the most important thing that she can do is turn her words into actions. And I think she's starting to do so by sitting down and having that conversation that she did with Emmanuel and, and seeing how she responded and how she was just honest. And she was extremely apologetic. I think she's taking the right steps and it's just, we all want to see action being done. And I know she's a good person. Um, I know she has a good heart and I'm proud of her for being able to handle this and like with stride as she has. Um, I just think there are obviously a lot of learning lessons that she and a lot of other of us can, can take away from it. It's, uh, it's nice of you to reach out to her though. That's a big deal. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's tough. I mean, we, and one, well, one of the things that I wish people could have seen was the, the bond that we all had for each other. I mean, the women, we all really, leaned on each other as a source of strength and support during the season. And I wish people could have seen more than that because behind the scenes, like we all are friends and we're supportive and we're there for one another. That was a massive, a massive air, like a huge, like it, we want, I, we should have seen how supportive you all were to each other. Like we didn't see that, right. The takeaway from the season was this yeah. is the one group of <laughs> cast members that like never got along. And it's like that you're saying that that was so far from the truth. I would, I wish it was more balanced because while there was, I'm not going to deny, you know, negative things that I think people saw from audience perspective, my personal reflection was positive with everyone. And I wish people could have seen more. I mean, you saw the dates, for example, (laughs) the dates that got cut out, like those were so fun. And we all had an amazing time. Actually, my group date, that was my favorite group date ever. I mean, I think it told a lot about somebody. Oh, come on. That was ridiculous. (laughs) My day got cut down to like two minutes. I was there for five freaking days. I mean, and then all of a sudden, I was wait. I was on the on the dates of both of you. Yes, you were on my date as well. Yeah, pumpkin patch, the pumpkin date. When I was just yelling at these poor girls to eat more pancakes, how how just absolutely brutal is that? Like awful pancakes. Like three. Oh, there were three. Actually, there were three pancakes dry with like nothing to get them down with. Like, and these poor girls were like. I walked out to see Coughing. like, yeah, it was, Choking. it was brutal. Okay. Hey, anyways, Brie, you're the best big fans of you here. Um, and, uh, thanks for joining us. I'm sure we'll be talking to you and seeing you around for years to come. Yes. Um, but yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for coming to the podcast and, uh, really appreciate you. Thank you guys. I really, really appreciate it. Really nice to see you guys both again. You Bye Brie. Thanks for being here. One last question. <laughs> oh, Who do you want to be in paradise? Come on. We need that headline. Yes, I don't know if I'm going to do paradise. She has someone. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna do paradise, but I mean I would I'm just gonna ship this couple because 
I've been a fan, but um, Piper and um, Mike. Oh, that's that's new. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Hey, it's so always it good. Like person, wasn't your I personal like choice, but you put something out there, and yeah. we like it. It's nice to talk about somebody Thank else you before you talk about yourself, because yes. now the headline reads: Piper and Mike. I like your style, Bree. You you get it. Hey, have a good one. Have a drink okay. of water. You've got Bye. a long day of talking. Thank you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, Ben. Well, let's continue our our part one recap together. Okay. So the first two hours. Uh, after the mom and, and his brother meet with him, we go into the dates, uh, but turned into one date because he only went on a date with Michelle. Yeah. They they did the propelling, which didn't seem that scary off the side of the show. No, chateau. I was there. It's like right? five stories tall. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this I could do. <laughs> They're really stretching at this point. My mom was watching it with me and she's sitting there. She's like, wait. Is, this is scary. She's like, I would do that. Like people do that every day there to like do maintenance on the building. Like that's not scary. Like that was, yeah, I was that, like, yeah, I'm with that wasn't mom. a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we go to the nighttime portion, which was just like, you knew he was walking into that room to break up with her. And mm. then, and then right as he was almost about to get the guts and the words to do so, she goes, wait, I want to show you this gift I got you about taking <laughs> on the world together. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, did you see his actual reaction? Like he put no. his head, he put his hand to his forehead and like looked over. Like, it's just oh one of those gosh. moments that you're like, I don't want to be here. I don't know how I signed up for this. I care about this girl. Oh, it's brutal. Like, I mean, the whole thing was about being teammates. And then he has to like, I mean, it's like LeBron leaving Cleveland. Like he has to break up with his teammate. Brutal. Absolutely awful. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, And the misses, I was like, she pulled out the mister. And I was like, oh God, the missus is coming. The missus is coming. And this is going to be so bad. And there it was. Anyway, and then we learn that, that, that he, you know, walks her out of that room and then she goes back and she's like crying and crying and being consoled by the producers and they're trying to set up her to have like two minutes of extra time to talk to Matt and he denies it. It's weird. Yeah, I don't get it. It I I still don't understand that. I'm telling you, I feel like he like lost his soul throughout this process a little bit. Like he just was so drained. Yeah, Yeah, it happens. I mean... He might have, and he was tired, and he was confused. And he, at this point, he's probably tired of talking about it. He might not have been seeing things clear. Like, he not, might not have been seeing, like, hey, she actually just really wants to talk to you. And it could have just been, like, what what's going to be the benefit? Like, I'm not changing my mind and never really know the whole, like, reason for it. Um, it's interesting, too, Ashley, as we sit here talking about Michelle. How many how many weeks have we had Michelle like on the show now? I mean, we know her better than like any other contestant. Yet she was here right? like half the time. Yes, she. We missed out four weeks on her, but yet we definitely feel like I think that I feel like I know her just as much as I feel like Rachel. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I mean, Matt, you said it best. Like, it feels like he lost his soul, and I would say like it's not just Matt. That's not like a Matt thing. That's like all of us. Like at this point in time, you're so tired that you see the like light at the end of the tunnel, and you're running for it. And anything that's going to distract you from that, I I see how you don't want to get involved in it. But I mean, not a good decision. Still a bad decision for him. Yeah. But I can see how it happened. I understand exactly. Well put, Ben. Well put. So then after Michelle's dumping, 
Rachel gets a date card to her room that says, like, I need a minute. <laughs> Can't see you today, basically. And at first, I really thought Rachel was, like, secretly a little excited because I think she knew that meant that she, he was emotional over dumping Michelle the next day. But then I think she had a bigger realization that, like, oh, crap, he doesn't want to see me, though. So what's he thinking about? Ah, yeah. It, it would have been really, like, I don't know how she would have gotten to a place of being excited about this. Like, I would have been in my own head okay, thinking about I every worst scenario. It. You weren't. No, like, I, I don't think you're, you are. But, like, I know myself. And I was like, oh, I'd be in my own head saying the worst possible scenarios would be going on. So if, that, yeah. if she did say think of to herself like, oh, this is a good thing. He like is sad because he let Mich- Michelle go. And I'm just going to hang out here and have my coffee and kick it for a few days until he's ready to see me. Great. But like I would have been in my own head for three days. Well, my initial interpretation of this, and it may have been hers too, was like, hey, I'm going to take today off, but I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) I didn't think we were going to just totally skip Rachel's date and go to the big rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think that they were going to go immediately to the rose ceremony? I I watched this whole episode confused. Like, I didn't think he was even going to go to the rose ceremony. Like, I thought no. that I pretty much thought like he at this point was just going to like say, let's go date. Let's like skip all this. Let's get out of here. And that's how the show was going to end. So I didn't know what was coming up next. I just thought uh, and I honestly didn't maybe. And this is maybe how bad I am as a fan of the show. And I've been on the show like when when he when she got the letter that said, meet me at the lake. Like yeah. that gave me anxiety. I was like, if somebody wrote me a letter oh, and was like, see me at the lake, I'd be like, oh, crap, this is it. This is over. Not even thinking. I would have never even thought that that was the final like rose. I would have been just like, he just wants to see me like to send me home. That's what I was thinking. I was like, are they going to tell her to wear the big fancy dress here? Or is this just a date? That's what I was confused by. Meet me at the lake. Sounds like let's go have a picnic at the lake and talk things over. Especially since he said, I need, let's talk, right? Something like along those lines. So I definitely thought this was going to be more of a conversation and less of a I'm pulling up to the final rose ceremony because guess what? Didn't even meet her at the lake. He met Harrison at the lake Mm. and then she pulled up to like that big to do. Yes. Very complaining. I'm not complaining here, but like I feel like she just had no idea what direction this was going in. And I feel confused for her. Well, and I, I think I think that's fair because I I mean I had no clue either as a fan and like Bree was just kind of saying there's a lot of things as fans that we have the privilege of seeing that the contestants don't even see. Like we see the whole story play out in front of us. So as the whole story is playing out in front of us, you and I both who have been on the show and fans of the show were confused at what in the world was happening. And even how it ended um, was like a tad weird to me too because it felt like a really beautiful moment. But yet there was no like follow-up conversation for Rachel to ask like, why? Like, why do you feel like this now? Like, why are you just asking to date me? Like what's happened? Like there was none of that. Then that's weird. It it was weird that it was done at the podium or whatever you want to call that. Um, I don't know what you call it. What is it called? What do you call it? (laughs) Like at a wedding? (laughs) Okay. The archway. Um, All right. So, but like. A gazebo. Also gazebo. It was a gazebo, yeah. We'll call it a gazebo. How funny were the teases of Neil Lane and trying to get the ring in there and like, is he going to propose? Is he not going to propose? Basically, he's like, 
telling Harrison, I don't think I can propose. Then they're like, yeah, but we quarantined Neil Lane for a week. So we're going to get him in here. And then he like looks at the rings and he's like, can I hold it? And then like, he's thinking, oh, maybe if I feel in the moment, I'll do it. And then just moments before. So he picks out a ring, puts it in his pocket. He says, can I hold on to this? Then he meets Harrison at the lake. And then he tells him, I'm still going to like play this by ear. If I feel like proposing or not, there's no way he was playing it by ear. No way. Can we also give Neil Lane a little credit? He's just spent 15 days in the last four months. So a half of a month in the last, no, six months quarantined for the bachelor franchise. Because he did it twice with Claire and Tasha, and then he did it with Matt James. That poor oh guy, 15 days in a hotel room for his... Me- yeah, the guy The guy is... He must love room service. Like, he must just absolutely love the idea of watching Netflix, chilling, and eating chicken fingers. I don't think so, though. <laughs> if you know Neil as much as I do, and that's not that much, but enough to know that that man is very eccentric. He needs to be buzzing around, doing art, creating. I don't know how he handles being in a room. Yeah, maybe one of the best jobs he's ever done though for matt james's season was he sat in it he talked matt into taking a ring he he responded to questions i mean the guy the guy is, is just a fixture on this on this show um and yeah he we found they found a way to get matt to take a ring <laughs> and there was no but okay so here's the other thing and 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 i don't want to be critical of matt because i've made it clear that i like matt and i know how hard this is like there's no perfect way to do this but Here's my thought, and maybe Matt was just so confused, but it was like, and I would, I want to ask him this on the podcast at some point, mm-hmm. but like, I'm going to play it by ear or however he said that in the moment when he had the ring in his pocket, you don't propose to somebody playing it by ear. Like that is not yes. a thing that happens. I'm just saying for anybody out there listening, if you're like, I have got a ring in my pocket, I don't know if she's the one or not, or he's the one. Um, but like if I have my pocket, I'm just going to play by ear and see if it feels right and see if it does. like that's not how you do this thing. So at that point in time, we should have all known that he's not going to propose. And I'm glad he did it because he, he wasn't ready for it. Like it yeah, wasn't no, the no, thing. No, I agree for sure. But that was the we- that's a weird thing to say. Like I'm going to play it by <laughs> ear. I know that Rachel and Matt have been through a lot since that scene was filmed. But let's pretend that nothing has happened and it's just the day after imagine her finding out that he had a ring in his pocket and he just decided by ear not going to get on one knee yeah just like yeah okay it's fine just we'll try it again later not feeling it that intensely in the moment yeah yeah, it's just not quite there well ashley um i would say most people i was watching twitter last night i'd say most people thought the the final episode was uh not the after the final rose piece just like the airing of the episode was like a little bit odd and off like there was a lot of emotional like stuff going on we did get to see the scene that you've been waiting for all season with matt on, on the curb and and now it makes sense to why he was so upset and why it was so hard for him mm-hmm. um let's take a break here you know we have sam acho coming on to talk about after the final rose uh emmanuel yeah. acho's brother uh sam again is an author a tremendous dude he's going to talk through us he watched the episode he watched the bachelor for the first time i believe um this week not only to watch mm-hmm. his brother but to kind of break down after the final rose with us so let's just take a break here when we come back we're gonna have sam acho on the podcast and we're going to talk about after the final rose <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just speak to you with a powerful clean and refreshing scent clorox sentiva cleans like clorox and feels like confidence get yours now at a retail store near you want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit we're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash FAMOUS. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all 
with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hey, this is Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Tanya Rad, that's me. Yeah, and we have a podcast <laughs> called Scrubbing In. Yeah, we do. We are two best friends and... We love Grey's Anatomy. Hence the name Scrubbing In. Exactly. And this week, we have one of Grey's Anatomy's very own, Anthony Hill, who plays Winston on the podcast to chat about what's been going on. If you follow Grey's Anatomy, you know that, I mean, there's just a lot to talk about. There are sudden deaths. People are coming back this season. There's a whole lot going on. It is a huge season for Grey's Anatomy. So I highly suggest you tune in. And you're not just going to get Grey's Anatomy. I mean, we have girl no. talk. It's just girl talk. It's like you're talking with your best friends on the couch. Yeah, except not with your best friends. You're talking with us. Your virtual best friend. We're your virtual BFS. That's right. So listen to Scrubbing In on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm super pumped today. A uh, little backstory here. Uh, as all of you know, um, because you've been listening to this podcast and I talk about it endlessly, uh, I came out with a book uh, in early February called Alone in Plain Sight. Go to BenHigginsBook.com to purchase right now. But a part of that journey uh, was with my, uh, my publisher, Thomas Nelson. They said uh, early on in my experience of kind of promoting, they said, hey, there's this guy that I think you're really going to get along with. I think you're really going to like. He's a great dude, an incredible story. Uh, he has a book with us as well. You should talk to him. And I was like, all right, what's his name? They said Sam Acho. And I said, perfect. And so uh, Sam and I were able to connect. Uh, they were right. Uh, this dude has been a massive, we'll talk about it with him in just a second. He's been a massive uh, part of my life in the last, I would say, five months. I don't know how long it's been. It's, if time flies and you're having fun. Um, but it's been an incredible experience where his brother is Emmanuel Acho, who you might have watched last night on After the Final Rose. Sam is with us right now to discuss so many things. Sam, thank you for joining the Almost Famous podcast. I'm glad to be here, Van and Ashley. Good to meet you. We were talking a little bit offline here in y'all stories. So I'm super excited that I'm almost famous. I am almost oh, famous, right? My yes. brother hosted, my brother hosted <laughs> after the final row. So like he's the famous, I'm almost famous. So I think this is a very fitting, fitting episode. But Sam, you're also like kind of famous because very you're famous. a football player. You were, you know, you're an NFL player. You do commentary. What else do you do? Like, what are your jobs? Because I know you have multiples. Yeah, definitely. So I played the last nine years in the NFL for the Arizona Cardinals, Chicago Bears, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just wrote a book called Let the World See You that dropped right before Christmas. Uh, so I'm an author working on some other books as well. Uh, I do some TV stuff for uh, locally in Chicago because I live out here in Chicago, but also I've got done some stuff and do some stuff in Canada, like for this Canada show and and uh, also some like 
other new stuff like on ESPN, et cetera. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. And then last piece, some nonprofit stuff as well, right? So nonprofit called Athletes for Justice and also have a new podcast called the Athletes for Justice podcast. Which I was just on with Annie F. Downs. It was a blast. It was it was good. Like we could have gone for hours, right? Like it was a good podcast. Um, it's fun to talk to you. You know, it, also you didn't mention he is the better looking brother of the Acho brothers. Uh, I would say that mostly because I know him better at this point. Um, I mean, he's got a great that. smile. Look at that <laughs> smile. I wish everybody could see that through their audio. Hey, I love that. You can hear the smile through that. People actually <laughs> yeah. say like, I could, I could hear you. I love that though. Cause my brother, Emmanuel, like, he's the most like, Pretty boy is a strong, is strong, right? But he literally like everything is like to the T and always feels like he's got to be. And I'm like, and he, he, I was like, we were doing ESPN together and uh, he said something like, well, he's the better looking Acho. And I was like, bro, I'm good. I got a wife and three kids. So, and, my, and so I, and it, and it actually was just our seven year anniversary yesterday. Oh, I'm like, dude, I'm doing anniversary. Yeah, thank you so much. So I was like, I'm doing, I'm doing more than just something, right? So you're the single one. I'm the guy with the wife and kids. So my looks are a okay. I'm doing just fine. Well, uh, in fact, uh, when a man, when I was connected with Emmanuel through Sam, I think my text him was, hey, uh, you know, it's nice to meet you through your better looking brother or something. But you know, the Acho brothers are are everywhere right now, and we're here to talk about you uh, a lot on this podcast, but also talk about kind of last night. I know last night was the first time you've ever watched the bachelor uh or the bachelorette and so we do want to discuss kind of that whole thing and your opinion on it all but again i want to reiterate like you're up to a lot in this life uh let the world see you is a tremendous book that i've read that i've dug into with you a couple times uh on different podcasts that we've been able to connect on and and even over the phone uh what was the process like of writing this book why did you write it and for anybody out there listening that's like hey i'm thinking about checking it out why would they want to check it out yeah, well, if if anybody put it this way, like I think a lot of people go through like issues of insecurity and nobody wants to talk about it. Like nobody wants to talk about some of the fear and the shame and the guilt that we've experienced. And so we try to suppress those things. And so this book is really about bringing our full selves to the table, because what happens is when you suppress your fear, your shame, your guilt, your insecurity, you suppress those things, thinking that I can just cut those out and I'll be able to just live life fully. But like when you cut off one emotions, you, you cut off all of them. And so like you can't pick which emotions you cut off. So if you're trying to cut off that fear and say, I'm just not going to get angry, we're probably not going to be so happy either. Right. If you cut off the shame, I'm just not going to feel that. Well, you're not going to be able to experience those true moments of life and of love. And so this book is for anyone who wants to understand what it's like to be seen, to be known, to be loved. And so if you pick up the book, uh, that's what you'll get from it. Right. If you go to it's on Amazon and uh, samachobook.com, wherever you if you go get the book, that's what you're going to learn. And even for me, like I'm learning how to name my emotions, because that's one thing that I think people don't do a great job of. Um, whether it's like, man, I'm angry, like I'm that made me really upset or that hurt me. Right. I'm learning to do that because I've noticed that when I don't, I usually just kind of crumble on the inside. And so like for me, like last night I was doing something and I literally just picked up the book and started reading it mm. out loud. And it was almost like this reminder of the love that was washing over me. And so I think that's what you'll get when you when you read the book or listen to the audio book. Like you remember that you're that you're loved, that you're known and that you're seen. The best parts of you. Well, you sound like a fantastic guest today if you're able to name your emotions because we need to name some emotions that went down during After the Final Rose yesterday. But before we get into Matt and Rachel and Michelle's emotions, let's talk about your brother for a minute. How did he prepare for this role? 
Oh, that's a great question. So my brother Emmanuel hosted the show and it's funny because he's been preparing his whole life for this. We were talking the other day and he has a daily show on TV on, on Fox sports called speak for yourself. It's literally every single day for about two hours a day. He's been doing that for about a year or so before that he was on ESPN for about two or three years before that he was on Longhorn networks, like doing TV stuff year after year after year, even making videos uh, by himself for social media to digest during COVID. So he's been doing it and preparing for years. And he, he said something to me the other day, he said, if, like if this was a 10, like, like hosting that show was a 10 mm -hmm. as far as difficulty and like the skill and like everything that went into it, he said, everything else I've been doing was like a four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we, and so we talked about the idea of like peak performance is when you have to bring your best to the table. It's when like all your gifts and skills and abilities meet the challenge. And he said, hosting that show for him was experiencing peak performance, right? The, the sports stuff he does, and he's been doing it at a high, high level, phenomenal. Uh, the other stuff he does on, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, he makes videos, phenomenal. Even his uncomfortable conversations that he's had with, with tons of people, phenomenal. But he said, this was different. He's like, The Bachelor is the most, most watched uh, non-scripted show on TV. So I, I'm, I'm over here like, having to make, not necessarily make people cry, but like listen to them as they cry, change the subject. Even that moment where he said to, to Rachel, Hey, are you ready to see Matt? Mm -hmm. And she was like, no. And he was like, well, he's coming yeah. out anyway. You, you know what I mean? Like, no, you don't have a choice, you know? And like, and even, and even like the production piece too, like he actually was like in a lot of those production meetings, like saying, Hey, this is what we need to say, yeah. how it needs to go. Even to that specific point. Right. Initially they had it edited to where like, Hey, are you ready to go see Matt? She said, no. And then all of a sudden Matt was just coming out. They cut out his line about that. And he's like, no, no, no. I can't just like, come on, dude. Like I, I can't just make her do what she don't want. Like you have to say, you have to put my part in there. So like even the production piece He's been ready for this for a really, really long time. And, and it wasn't like he was like chasing after it. Uh, he, he actually has been trying to produce his own show that's like, I think similar to The Bachelor, I forget what it's called. He's been pitching that to different people in LA. And so the fact that this came about was perfect. I heard that it was a seven hour long recording. Did he say that he was concerned that it was going to be chopped down too much? Because normally after the final rose is like 40 minutes live. And this was a lot longer than that and not live. Was he worried about certain things being cut out that were important to him? Yeah, I don't think he was worried because he was involved in that decision making. So like even with the with the, the video series he's been doing with the uncomfortable conversations with a black man, like those will be three or four hour conversations and it'll cut it down to to 20 minutes. Some of them might be two hours and we'll cut it down to like 12 minutes. And he's the one actually cutting down and, and figuring out what needs to be in there. And so I don't think he was concerned, but he wanted a little bit of that creative opportunity to make sure that the story was told the way that it needed to be told. It's interesting because uh, one of the backstories here, and I, I have a lot of, of love for Sam, and I think he knows that at this point, um, when, when everything went down with Chris and that interview with Rachel Lindsay happened, I was on a car ride and I was like, kind of like freaking out for a lot of reasons, right? Chris is a friend, uh, and this is blowing up on my phone. Everybody's asking me, you know, uh, and, and then also like the, 
the weight of everything that was going to be kind of happening afterwards that we all kind of knew was going to be coming. And, and I was like sitting there and I was just kind of praying through a car ride and I called Sam. I had a, like an hour to talk and, uh, and Sam and I were able to just to kind of like, I mean, he was just incredible to me in the way that like I was able to just like kind of share my heart and him to, you know, correct and to speak truth into me and to give me encouragement. It's weird for me, Sam, and I don't know if we, we haven't been able to really dive into it. It's weird for me now to see like from that conversation that happened, I don't know, 24 hours after that interview to not knowing what the future was going to look like with Emmanuel being the host of the show just a few months later, like how this whole thing has gone full circle in your, in your life and mine, right? You didn't even know about it. When I called you, you're like, what happened? And I had to explain it to you. And then somehow, some way your brother becomes the host. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Cause like you texted me and you were like, Hey, this thing. And I was like, I don't know what, like, I haven't watched the show. Um, and then I went, and then we talked and I went back and watched it and I was like, Oh, that's, that's not a good look. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did it, it just from, from what was said and what, what I saw just wasn't a good look. And so, um, and I think we had texted and like, maybe like with Chris and all the kind of things. And, um, and then, and then my brother was like, Hey, I'd love to do an uncomfortable conversation with him. Yeah. Like to have him on my series. I think that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they talked about it, but then I think y'all know more about the kind of how this stuff goes. than I do the, the, what do y'all call like your, the powers that be in the bachelor nation the production team. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the production team. I like powers that be a lot better. Um, <laughs> the powers that be uh, were like, hey, we want him to get the exclusive on Good Morning America first. So Emmanuel mm-hmm. was like, well, hey, come on, let's do the thing. And then it was he, like Chris couldn't. He mm-hmm. couldn't because like the powers that be, mm-hmm. you know, they were like, hey, we want to do it this route. And so my brother's like, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden his start, his phone starts getting blown up. And I don't know all the details. Like he'd have to be the one to tell you. But they're like, hey, I think there was interest in him hosting it. And so like, so, I, so like Emmanuel still wanted him on, but he had to wait for the Good Morning America thing. And I, I think by then maybe it had, I don't know if it had been announced or not yet. Um, and then, so anyways, like, so like, they're like talking and I think they're both trying to like, they're both like figuring this out at the same time. Yeah. Right. Because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like, can you come on? Can you not? And like, what's your, what's going to happen? And like, I think some of the news, like Emmanuel find out the news about, I don't, I don't know what news has been announced. I don't know what maybe bachelorette or whatever. And like, he'll text Chris and be like, Oh man, like, you know what I mean? Like this happened, you know what I mean? And so they're both, from what I understand, they're both kind of walking in this thing, like trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool to be, I guess for me, you know, knowing Chris as a friend, knowing you, I don't, I've talked to Emmanuel a few times. Um, it's interesting to see now the, the behind the scenes of it all. And also though, like, yeah, they have been talking, which is why when Emmanuel was announced as the host of the show, like, I would imagine, I don't want to speak for Chris. I have no clue what his opinion was on that, but he's like, hey, like, this is a dude that like, hey, after something I've invested 20 years into, like, this is a dude that can do that. Like, I, I, you know, I know he, he wants to do this well. I know that he wants to make sure that like everything's talked about. I, I don't know how that felt for him, but I would imagine it's kind of a weird thing to be like, wait, I'm also texting with the guy now. That's going to be sitting in that seat. And like, uh, he's only texting with them because Sam, who Chris doesn't know, and Ben Higgins says, hey, you should talk to Emmanuel. Like, I just can't imagine what that feels like or what's going on behind the scenes in those kind of conversations. Yeah, I feel like it's like, and this, I'll use like a sports example. It's almost like you've got like two quarterbacks yeah. like trying to get the starting spot, right? 
or like wanting to be on the team. A quarterback and it's like, hey, controversy. Right. And it's like, hey, coach, make the decision, mm. you know, but it's like, hey, I'm still going to be friends with you. Like, I'm not going to like, and I, and I, like I, I know Emmanuel's heart. Like, he's like, dude, I'm not going to like, like, I think he understands like life. It has a long trajectory. Mm. So like with anything, the last thing you want to do is say, oh, let me try and figure out a way to kind of get by on this guy. He's like, dude, like, I mean, I'm, I'm for you. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm for you. And I, I haven't watched all the interviews that Emmanuel's done nor have all the ones that Chris has done. But I mean, I even saw some of the interviews Emmanuel said, and it's not like he's like, hey, I should be the next, you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, he's more, you know, I, I, and so, um, so anyways, that it's almost, I see it like I'm a, almost like a quarterback controversy. Like, hey, coach, make the decision. We're trying to hang out. We want to kick it. We want to be friends. But like, what, what's, what, what is this? What's happening? Yeah. What is this? You know? Hmm. Do you think that Emmanuel would have been the host if it weren't for Rachel Lindsay's recommendation? That's a great question. I don't know. Right? Like I said, I like the powers that be. So I don't know like how they operate. Um, I do. I did see that Rachel like said, Hey, he'd be a great host. Um, and I actually talked to him about that, you know? And he was like, dude, like I didn't ask Rachel to do that. Mm-mm. Like I didn't, you know, like I, I was honored that she that she said that, but it wasn't like, hey Rachel, um, go put in this good word. Like, and then she got not crucified, a strong word, but she got kind of thrown to the wolves mm-hmm. after that. And so, anyways, um, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure that um, <clears throat> Rachel's voice matters a ton, and so I think about like her putting her reputation on the line for somebody. I think is a, is a really big deal. It, it's uh. It's just, it's the whole thing, the whole process has been intriguing. And, you know, one thing I want to say here is, well, interesting fact is you grew up going to church in the same church with Rachel Lindsay, which is uh, kind of a random connection, right? Like uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, But you and your brother both uh, are, are incredible humans, right? And like to be on television, to be hosting stuff and be able to be professional athletes at the same time, that's a skill, that's a trait, like to... Um, but also just like, I know from my personal story, like the way you've helped me navigate or the way that this whole thing has been navigated where I can call you up and and you're a trusted voice that I can listen to. And you, you not only share with me like insights and encouragement and prayers, but you're also very, uh, you know, uh, clear and direct when I maybe am off target, right? Where does that come from for you and your brother? Like, how how does that happen where you have two incredible brothers, both running these incredible lanes and able to speak so much truth into the world? Yeah. That's a really good question. So I think about our parents, right? People talk about that all the time, right? My parents have been married for 37, 38 years um, and like a strong marriage so much so that like they, they go on date nights every Friday. Mm. Right. Like I don't kids, y'all do your that thing. Y'all go, but like, yeah, yes, like my dad takes his, takes my mom on a date every single Friday. Right. They celebrate things. So there's this idea of like parents, like celebrating their children. Like that's big. I think about education as well. Right. I we went to a school, a really, really good school. It's like the number one rated, you know, school in the nation, number one rated private school in, in the nation in, in Dallas, Texas. So I think about that piece as well. Uh, I also think about our faith, right? Like I think for me and I know Emmanuel, like, our faith drives us. And so that's where it comes to it. It's not about like me winning and dominating and destroying and just what it's like, how can I love you well? And like Mm -hmm. when Ben, when I think about you, I'm like, dude, how do I love you? Well, think about my brother. How do I love you? Well, when I think about people who I know, like, how do I love them? Well, even with the, um, 
even like with this whole like navigating this new lane, right? Like when you and I texted, I didn't know Emmanuel was trying to, you know, had an option or opportunity to do in the bachelor stuff. Like, I don't know his, his producer people. I don't know his, uh, his powers at V, you know, I was just like, Hey man, like come on the show, you know, cause yeah. I, I, he wanted Chris on the show. And I, I think he knew like what Emmanuel said to me and y'all got to just have him on here, but he was like, man, like this could be a good opportunity just to like, for Chris to lack of better terms, like clear, clear his name. You know what I mean? Like mm. have, just like let it all out. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, I think, I think that comes from our faith, at least from my faith. Like, I'm like, all right, God, like my faith in Jesus, period. Like mm-hmm. trying to honor him and love well and serve well. Uh, I go back to the education, right? The school was big. And even like that sport piece too, right? Being able to live in a couple different worlds, right? You went to this predominantly white school, but a predominantly black church. You mentioned that's a church that Rachel, you know, and her pe- Rachel and her family went to as well. And then like home, parents who loved and cared and supported, you know, but, um, even with that piece too, about Rachel Emanuel, uh, go, going to church, like they've been friends for a long, long time. Like before his uncomfortable conversation started, he was actually going to do it with Rachel. Mm. This is like six, eight, not nine months ago in June. He was like, Hey, Rachel, let's do this thing together. Like they were just friends. Yeah. And she couldn't do it cause she was in LA and he was in Austin, but she's like, Hey, I know I can't be there, but you go for it. You know? And he went for it and all of a sudden it blew up. And so I think about their friendship and sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like Ashley, to your question of would Emmanuel have gotten the, 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 to host without Rachel's recommendation? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know the powers that be, but I do know that was a big sacrifice. I do know that that carried heavy weight. You think about football, right? I know I'm going back to these football examples. Uh, I play for the Chicago bears. The first Indian American coordinator has now been hired from what I understand in the NFL. His name is Sean Desai, and he's been ready, right? He's been ready to be a coordinator in the NFL for years. But a lot of times, at least in those circles, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And most of those coaches are white or are, are white men. So they just hire people who they know, who they look like. And so I remember, and, and Sean Desai didn't ask me to do this or didn't like text me and say, hey, put in a good word. I just remember like speaking out for him. I made a video and, and shared it and said, hey, like this guy is ready. And I just left it there. And all of a sudden it caught wind and he got hired. I don't think, I, I don't know if I have that kind of power influence or whatever, but I just needed to say something because it was true. Mm. It was true that Sean Desai was ready to be a coordinator. All these other coordinators were getting hired left and right. And Sean was just getting past. It was true. And so with Rachel, I think what she said, Rachel Lindsay, it was true. Like you got the first black bachelor, and then you have the person who we chose is has made some racially insensitive comments. You've got this guy who's like literally like best friends with Oprah doing book deals with Oprah and having uncomfortable conversations with Matthew McConaughey and, and Chip and Joanna Gaines and Chelsea Handler and the whole like LA police department. Like if anybody's fit for this conversation, this guy's fit for it. Now, if you want to, if you want to hire him, great. If you don't, great. Uh, for this, but like he's fit for it. And so I think there's something to be said about, about saying something and sacrificing something though. It may cost you, but let it, even though it's true. Mm. A A lot of people wanted to see Chris on the show on after the final rose, having an uncomfortable conversation with Emmanuel. Was that ever on the table? If you know, Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Yeah, I think um, you got to ask the powers that be, Ashley. The powers that be. <laughs> they don't the reveal ones. anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that was on the table, though. I think, um, 
yeah, I don't know. And this is my first time watching the show, so I don't know like if that stuff like happens. But I know Emmanuel wants Anything to have the conversation. Anything can happen on The Bachelor. Yes, I want. I know Emmanuel's trying to have that conversation, but um, with him on the on the like on his show. Right. Still. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, All right. Well, let's. I think we should dive into like the macro of last night. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, let's take a break here. Let's take a breather. When we come back, we're going to break down. We're going to like, we're going to walk Sam, who's never watched the show before, through a breakdown of an episode. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, he's going to be along for it. But let's take a break first. We'll be back with Almost Famous Podcast. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that's just and speak to you with a powerful, clean and refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. 
your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health slash famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health slash famous. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. So, Sam, first episode you've ever watched. The thing about finale episodes is often the first two hours are like kind of negated by the after the final rose because many things change within three months. How did you feel overall about the episode? And then what are your feelings about what was unveiled at after the final rose? Yeah. So quick disclaimer, I think like in high school, I might have watched a couple episodes, like, but not like the full thing. So I've seen yeah. kind of it before. You but first, the like, concept. Bingo, bingo. So, and, and also second disclaimer, I knew Emmanuel wasn't going to be on until that last hour. So I kind of waited until <laughs> no, like 30 really minutes. You didn't really pay before. attention. <laughs> I, caught, I, caught the, I caught like the, the second hour. Okay. Okay. So then so, how do you think that the conversation went? Yeah. Well, I just thought like when I was watching I, and, you know, no intention to offend. Actually, I need to ask questions because I was like, it, this got to be scripted. No, it's got to be because I'm like really the way that like the way that Matt was like, I believe that together. I'm like, God, is that how people actually talk? Like, but I guess when you're in the middle of the emotions, but he was like, you know, and, and like, why get the ring? You know, you're not about to marry her. Like, did they make him get the ring? Like, the, the person was coming in, showing these different rings. They oh, quarantined ring, that ring. Neil Lane know? for a whole week. He was going to make his scene. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, bro, you know, you just said you're not about to, you know, you're not. Like, I didn't. All I know, all I know is that you see, he sent Michelle home. I think Michelle, right? He sent Michelle home. And then he said he wasn't about to be with Rachel. So why are you getting a ring? You know, and then also I was like in the woods and my, I don't know if I, like y'all might've done the same. I'm like, how are you wearing high heels and a dress <laughs> in the woods? Like those, that's what's going through my mind. Like, what are we doing? And so like, I'm like, this has got to be, you know? And then he was like, I don't think that, you know, and my, my parents, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, so are you going to marry her? Or are you not? And then he's like, we can't be together or something. And then, but let's date. I'm like, huh? <laughs> All that for this? And so I was like, <laughs> and I y'all, that, that might just be the thing. But I'm saying, and I haven't watched, but I just, you know, so it was like, okay, what's going to happen? You know, so, but what I did love, what I did love was how Michelle came after and after the final rose. 
And she was like, I was heartbroken. Mm. And I just wanted two minutes. No producer, no, just two minutes, just to talk. And you didn't give me that. Mm. So that right there. So I loved that piece. Mm. Cause you gotta get, you got a chance to get behind the scenes. I'm like, oh man. So I was low key mad at Matt, like Matt, you didn't give her her two minutes, but then I get it. Like, he's like, okay, she might change my mind or whatever. Um, but then, and I care about little things, little things. And y'all shouldn't have had me on this podcast. Cause no, I'm you like, definitely should have. but I'm like, why did he, hu- why did, why did, why did like she hug him at the end? If she was still mad, I'm like, I'm not about to hug you. You didn't give me my two minutes. I'm not about to sit next to you. I'm not about to hug you. I'm about to sit on the other side and just let you explain your piece before you, you know, but then, but then, but then with Rachel, when they said, okay, you know, Emmanuel was like, there's one last chance for an embrace. And he looked at her like, man, I don't know you. You know, so Bro, that was uh, that was wild. That, that was, was something we've never seen before. <laughs> First off, I sort of laughed when he said your last chance for an embrace. And I was like, that's very interesting. But then they didn't do it. And I was like, holy crap. Can we can we just mention for a second here? One uh, side comment, Sam, this is how fans of The Bachelor start is by asking all these questions you're asking and oh, being like, Lord. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you watch next season to see if you can get it. And you never do for 20 years. Um, but the second piece is, can we just give a little credit to your brother and to this episode for how much uncomfortable, for lack of, you know, uh, irony here, uncomfortable silence there was like there was moments here like for that when he's like you can embrace and they just sit there and your brother has to sit in that with him as they just like sit there in silence or when they do like when they transition into the ep- uh to the conversation uh or the after the final rose and there's just this uncomfortable silence like it that just pains me inside it's so hard to watch but can I ask another question? And yes. I know, I, yeah. I guess I'm becoming a fan now. I don't want, no, 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 no more questions. No more questions. I refuse. I refuse. No, please, no. just this one. Okay, so when Matt, oh, what is happening to me? How do I even know everybody's <laughs> name now? So when Matt left Michelle, uh, or maybe it was Rachel, when he was sitting outside the hotel, is a hotel or somewhere? Yeah. Sitting outside the hotel. And then Chris came mm-hmm. and he was asking like, you know, like what it was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably confused and you're probably, then they're probably, it's like, if it was me, not, and I was in Matt's shoes, like, I feel like, cause I feel like he had to agree with him. Whoever the host, you have to, yeah, you're probably feeling confused. You probably need to take some time to whatever. Like, can you say, no, I'm not confused. I just know I don't want to be with her. Like, 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 it just it was like, yeah, you probably should this. And you got a lot of emotions. And, and Emmanuel did that a little bit too on the after the final row. So I think it's like a host thing. Yeah. But I'm like, no, what, like, what would it be like if, it, you know, you probably need to take some time. No, I don't think I need to take any time. I think I know exactly what I'm doing. I think, you know, can that, because that's what I would do. I think that's why I couldn't be on one of these shows. I'm no, like, you're not going to tell me if I'm confused or not. I it, know exactly what I want. It definitely depends on the personality. Like, I think like uh, a Ben or Matt personality <clears throat> is going to be like, yeah, I really am confused. And I'm going to be like, no, I just don't like him. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you were on your that's episode? I definitely go, how I I need to go back and watch. I need to go back and watch this. What season? Oh, no. No, you know, I'm down. Oh, see, he's so in. He's in. in. All right. Well, let's get to the Rachel and Matt stuff. So there were rumors before that they weren't going to be together, but how their breakup unfolded was interesting to me. So he says that they had a honeymoon period, Mm -hmm. of course, as many 
should have (laughs) after the bachelor process is over. And then he said that there were rumors coming out about her, but he just kind of like hoped they weren't true. What I found interesting about that is they weren't so much rumors as they were physical pictures. Um, so it just made me go, hmm. And then he said once her apology came out, once Rachel's apology came out, that's when he realized he couldn't be with her anymore. How did you, what were all your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, so this, this was filmed like three months ago, right? All the other stuff the was show, done. Yes. And then right. after the final rose, just to clarify for the viewers recorded last week. But did people know that Rachel had won before yesterday or before like last week or whatever it was? Not for a fact. No, there was high speculation in this case just because there's been so much press about her. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I was kind of confused on the timeline. Like, okay. Like did did he know whatever? Cause I'm thinking this is filmed before, but this is happening in real time. Kenny, is he allowed to say anything about it? Is Sheila? I didn't really know that piece. So, but anyways, yeah. Like, I think I was just kind of after seeing him not propose and say like, Hey, let's date. I was like, Oh, y'all just been dating. Like, this isn't even anything. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would have been different if it was like, let's get married and whatever. But I don't, it was like, Hey, let's date. And then so, so like literally like I was catching up on it yesterday. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of people assumed the timeline was weird for me as well. Uh, but you just said something that makes sense to me because initially my, my first reaction to that when he was having the conversation with her was like, come on, Matt, like this is, this is your partner. Like, you know, you, you love each other. Like, are you guys breaking this off? You know, she apologized. Why do you, why are you now gone once the apology happens? Like that was my first reaction. Now you say they're dating and I get that a little bit more now. It's like, no, they're just dating. And this isn't the girlfriend, right? He's made no commitment to her that he necessarily wanted and like oh i feel like it was his girlfriend well no. you feel like it was or was oh, not yeah that was his girlfriend they were committed couple in committed couple he had yeah. an opportunity to propose and he was like nah i'll pass <laughs> yeah like what is if that doesn't if that doesn't say anything what does like for me at least as a dude yeah like it's like the opportunity and maybe it's like the i need more time to engage to get engaged after eight weeks i feel like it was the eight weeks he didn't feel comfortable with you mean like is that how long the show goes for yeah so then why is anybody, so let's blow up this whole thing. Why is anybody <laughs> proposing after eight weeks? Like, that's my issue. Why does any, like, so why did, you know what I mean? And I get it. Maybe the powers that be need this to happen, but like, why is anybody proposing after eight weeks? Like, ben? Hey, I knew you, you know what I mean? I knew my bad, man. Now did you propose? That no, I did. Bad, so let me, so cut that out. No, no. but like, so like, but like you talk. knew somebody for, you knew somebody for eight weeks and then like two weeks after the eight weeks or three weeks after something new happens. Oh, this is new information. Yeah, so is. like, I don't want to date you anymore. Because we were just dating. That's that's the way I see it. You know and what that, I mean? And, and even- that, what I'm saying, that makes sense to me. Like, right. when I watched it, you know, in my head, you know, it sometimes works. I think it can, people get, because get, it's, the, it's the weird part of the show, right? Nobody's going to claim that it is uh, the most effective, healthiest uh, way to get engaged. But, you know, it works. Like, for Ashley, it worked. Like, the show worked for her. Well. Uh, in an introduction sense but the point is that 
like now it makes sense to me because like it, they were just dating and like now they broke broke he broke it off because of the stuff that he found out the new information that he found out during their dating relationship period and that's and, fine yeah. but i was watching it last night i guess with the perspective of like and i i never even thought but like oh they're engaged you're breaking off something that you've committed to saying hey like i love you uh i'm your partner in this i'm gonna be your teammate in this i'm gonna i'm your ride or die in this like and as soon as you make an apology then he's like no i can't do it but if they're dating then it, i guess it it's a little it makes a lot more sense to me now yeah, and I mean, two things for me, and these are like my only two things. I think I've said more than two things, but these are going to be the two <laughs> things. Um, you like this show more than you're admitting to, Sam. I know, but no. I'm not. I refuse to to get <laughs> sucked in to the powers of be the powers of be. No, I'm kidding. Like, so the first thing was like I think he knew. Like, hey, let me. It's almost like let me let me just get to know you. That's what mm. it seemed like at the proposal in the woods with the heels and the dress, right? Like, let me get to know you. That's what it seemed like. And so I was like, okay, like people get to know people. So like that's information. The, the part I didn't understand that I felt was scripted and Ashley, maybe you can speak to this because I know it's, I, I think I know it's not scripted. Maybe I got to watch more to find out. No. But, but she was like, you know, both Michelle and uh, Rachel were like, I couldn't imagine life without you. Or like Michelle brought out the jerseys. I don't know the significance yeah. of that. I, think, I know we played football, but there's something like a basketball jersey, you know, and uh, my future and forever. And, and then Rachel was like, you know, all I see in my life at this moment is you. I'm like, bruh, you know me for eight weeks. Mm. I could be a mass murderer. I could be a serial killer. Mm. Like not a serial killer, but it's like, there's no way. Like in you my mind, know. you don't know me. So how do how can you say that I couldn't imagine my life without you. Like to me, if it was me and I'm a competitor, it's like, I'm gonna say what I need to say to win. So what do I need to say to win this guy's heart? Mm. And if I, need to, if I need to say that I can't imagine my life without you, then I'll say it. Mm. If, I need to, if I need to you know, say that, hey, I got these jerseys and Mrs. James and Mr. James, then I'll say it. I just, it just wasn't registering to me that there's no way that y'all could just be madly in love with this dude. Like, and, and I'm sure bachelorette is the same way. There's no way these dudes can be madly in love with this guy. Sam obviously has ever been in the bubble before. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, you go in the bubble and you'll understand, <laughs> but, but I just need to, I want to talk to you about, do you think that Matt broke up with Rachel solely because she needs to do work on her own? Do you feel like that is truly the reason that they broke up? Just based on the, what you saw last night. Yeah. So based on what I saw last, based on what I heard, I heard him say, um, I heard him, I heard, I heard him say like the work you need to do some of that work on your own. Mm -hmm. That was what I heard. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah. okay, I can respect that. Right. Because I think sometimes in relationship, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to change. I'm going to do all these things, but just so I can win, I want to win. I want to win your heart. So like I heard him say, I, I, I need you to do some of that work on your own, which makes sense. But to the other piece as well, like, I think that there needs to, because I have a ton of friends in interracial relationships. Um, you know, even my brother, he, he had, a, he had uh, Jamie and Aaron Ivy who have kids who are, they're white, but they have kids who are black. And even he had some other couples, Lindsay Vaughn and uh, PK Subban, and another couple who were in inter interracial relationships. Oh, Rachel and her, you know, her significant other. Mm -hmm. And so... I think what I know in any, whether it's a relationship or a friendship, or even with your parent, it's like there needs to be an area of, understand, of understanding and willingness to learn. 
right? Not just to say I'm willing to learn, but to actually be willing to learn, right? Even with the friendship, right? Ben hit me up about the thing, you know, hey, with Chris a month ago or a month ago, I don't know. And I never watched the show. I was like, hey, this is my friend. Let me like, let me learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here watching extra and watching things where they're interview. you know what I mean? Because I wanted to learn because he's my friend. And so some people have that, some people develop that. And then some people are like, eh, I don't really care so much about that. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't, I don't even know if Rachel is on social media, right? I haven't, I don't know what she said or hasn't said or posted, tweeted or whatever. And so I really can't speak to that. But I do know in any relationship or friendship or anything, it's like, hey, I want to learn about you. And I'm willing to like, I'm willing to learn about, about whether it's your being black in America or, hey, how is it being a woman in America? Or, hey, how is it being a celebrity, right? Like, I don't know, Ashley, you said you're married, right? I don't know if you met your, you said you met your husband on the show. But it's like, let's say you met somebody who wasn't on the show. Like, I would hope that they would say like, hey, like, I don't know what this world is like, but I want to learn. I want to, I want to, I want to learn more. And so, so anyways, I can't speak to what he said because I don't know if she has taken those steps, but you have, people have to take steps to learn about other people. Well, you know, we sit in a place and now though, and it's, it's super interesting. So we watched last night's episode. I, I want to get your overarching thoughts because uh, we only have a few minutes left with you, um, your overarching thoughts on how last night went, like with the conversations that your brother was able to kind of facilitate um, what you saw on the show. Do you believe, I guess the, to ask the question to help it make it e- easiest to answer it. Do you, did you find that last night's episode was helpful or was it hurtful? I thought it was extremely helpful. Um, just from the perspective of someone, I got to come from my perspective because yeah. I'm not like in the nation or whatever. So like from somebody who had been hearing about these controversies, uh, I thought it was extremely helpful. Number one, for Michelle to address Matt on the piece of, because I caught that like, hey, whatever was this comment he said, it's nice to hear. I'm glad you think that way or whatever that comment is like, hey, dude, like, what was the comment? Do y'all remember what it was? Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank, thank you for you sharing. sharing. Right. Like, it's like, hey, men, like, guys, we got to like, actually like speak up or listen or so you can't not just like, okay, well, thank you for sharing. Right. So I thought that was interesting on that piece. But from the racial reconciliation piece, I thought it was phenomenal because Matt shared his heart. Rachel shared her heart. And Emmanuel was asking hard questions that a lot of people may not have been ready or willing to ask, right? Cause you say, well, okay, well maybe Chris or somebody like there could have been somebody else who hosted the show and, I don't, and that person probably wouldn't have been having those conversations. So like from my perspective and even now, right? Ashley, like, okay, for Matt to be like, hey, don't understanding my, bla- not understanding my blackness. Like, let's talk about it. Like, these are things that people haven't talked about. Mm. So let's talk about it. Cause there is a deal about being black, being a black man in America. And that's like a real thing. But also, as Ben can attest to, I had Annie on him and Annie on my podcast earlier, the Athletes for Justice podcast, and I didn't realize that Annie Downs, yeah. this, this phenomenal woman, uh, she's a she's a phenomenal woman. She's a podcaster, New York Times bestselling author, amazing. But she had some of the same fears that I have. Mm. So I was like, oh wow, because we were willing to go there and have those conversations. Yes, Annie or whoever else understand my blackness, but let me understand your your womanness. Let me understand that because that's a real thing, Ashley. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, I'm not sure what college you went to, but like, like, like rape culture is real. Mm-hmm. Like, so I couldn't, I, I literally will be on campus and we'll see a, 
when I was in college, even now walking about, we'll see a young woman like walking. And like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, dude, like I'd be scared. Cause I'm like, dude, what if some random dude comes in, mm-hmm. like Definitely. does something, oh, yeah. you know? And that's a real thing. So in the same way, like as a black man, like driving, like, and then we talked about this on the, on the podcast. Like I have a fear of like driving at night by myself. Cause I'm like, if I get pulled over by the wrong cop, who's in the wrong mood and maybe he has, maybe he's racist, maybe he's racially insensitive. Maybe he's just scared, but I am in danger. I'm 32 year old black man. This 30 something year old white woman has that same fear. And so I think that I thought yesterday's episode was phenomenal because we were able to have these conversations that many people are not willing to have. And now we're able to ask the questions and really go deeper when I don't think anyone else, I don't think anyone else was fit for that conversation. Hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring up that podcast. Cause I remember Andy talking about putting her keys between, between her fingers to walk to her car. Um, and how I learned that when she said it, right. I had no clue. That's not a part of my life. And, and I, I have to admit to that. Like, that's not a thing I worry about. It's also not a thing I worry about to drive at night. Like that's something, but it's helpful to have two friends sitting there telling me this so that we can start to get a better, I can start to get a better understanding of what your lives look like, like what it is that goes on. Because ultimately, like you said, when you bring into relationships, when you go into relationship with people, you want to start learning about them. That's the thing. That's what the cool part about relationships is. Now, my question, and this is going to be, it's, it's, it's a not a good question, but the conversation is now started. As we finish up with the last minute here, how do we continue the conversations in a healthy way from here? Like we've, we, we've started these conversations, let's say a month ago when this interview came out, right? Um, you and I both know Chris behind the scenes has continued these conversations with people that we know. Um, and now, you know, your brother sits on after the final rose last night, everybody starts talking about this. How do we not let it stop here? How do we not say, how do we move forward? So it feels like we're just jumping to the end point and saying, okay, it's all good now, right? Like everybody can come back and we're like going to celebrate and have fun. No, like how do we do this in a healthy way, step-by-step step, to make sure that the change is needed and done? We have to be willing to be open and not take sides. It's easy when you see someone like Rachel to no matter what the scenario is, just to take her side. And I get that because it's also easy to see someone like Matt and no matter what the situation is, to take his side. And I think we have to be willing to like open up our fists, like that that we have clinched up, ready to pick a side and fight this battle and literally listen. Like my dad would say, listen, he's from Nigeria, listen to me, listen, like literally listen. Because I think when you listen, you have the ability to learn. And like, that's like a heart thing. Because even as sometimes we as you talk about these issues, your heart starts to feel a little bit like hot, like, man, what, like, I'm ready to go, ready to fight for my friend or whatever. But it's like, what if you could be in someone's corner, but still love them through it, not cancel, but like, imagine like a boxing ring, Right. You're someone's in the someone actually is in the fight trying to win the fight. Like, what if we could be in their corner and say, like, if you're in the corner and they're not punching, we're going to say, hey, here's a better way to punch. Hmm. Or, hey, you got to like dodge a little bit. Hey, rest a little bit as opposed to like jumping in the ring with them and swinging. We'd be disqualified. It's like what? But you got to speak truth to the guy who's in the fight. 
Mm. I think that's what I was trying to say, Ben, when we first saw it, like, hey, like, what if there's a way to speak truth to your friend um, so he doesn't get beat up? You know what I mean? So my final question goes off that. Um, Matt says that, you know, he wants Rachel to educate herself and your, your brother asked if there was any chance for reconciliation down the road after she's done that work. He didn't seem super enthusiastic about that chance. Do you feel that Matt is somebody who is ready for a relationship seeing the three hours that you did yesterday? Hmm. Well, I saw like an hour and a half because I cut the last 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, the hour and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, I think short answer, no. Um, just the, the, the little time that I saw of like, hey, I think you should, and I don't know how old he is, but I think he's still trying to figure out life, you know? Um, you know, but also like, how does, how does somebody do that in eight weeks? Yeah. Like, how do you get ready for a relationship in eight yeah. weeks? Yeah. It's impossible. And that is not, it's rare. It's rare. It's, uh, you know what? We saw a lot last night. There's a lot of the, the thing that I love most about this show is when um, the show hits reality and we're seeing Matt grow, which, hey, that's not a bad thing, right? Like, I, you know, all of us have grown just by living another day. We saw your brother host, I would say, tremendously well, like uh, just as as good as what I I could have even imagined. I watched it on the edge of my seat. I was, you know, I was learning. He was. He was sensitive. He also, like, I mean, outside of everything else, like, the dude really played up this bachelor hosting role. Like, he let people sit in silence, and he was like, you can embrace now. And he just sat there and, like, in the awkwardness. Like, he really, he owned it last night. Um, Sam, you're you're the greatest, man. I appreciate you a lot, and I really appreciate you coming on here to the Almost Famous Podcast. This, this is something super special for Ashley and I. Um, before we let you go, I do just want to mention one more time, uh, your book, uh, let the world see you is an incredible book. If you've loved listening to the same, you're going to love his book even more. Um, go out, check it out, purchase it. Um, Sam, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you for, for being there for, for this podcast. And, uh, and we'll be talking really soon, buddy. Thank you awesome. so much. Bye, yeah, thank y'all. Hey, happy thank seventh so anniversary. Much. Also, that's a big deal. You just celebrated it. Um, awesome thing. So, uh, yeah, it, you're just you're the best, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it, dude. Bye. Awesome. Hey, Sam. Um, man, thank you for coming on. I know it's we kept you a little longer than you you I'm wanted, but um, but just thanks, buddy. No, nah, thank you, dude. Thanks for thinking of me. And I literally like I think you texted me right around as I was going to that trip. Like, you got to go. You got to go because it's going to be like water for your soul. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to. Yeah, I have a couple things. I want to talk to you about that. And I want to talk to you about that uh, of Annie's deal. So, yeah, I'll call you. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. All right, buddy. Bye. It's another week, which means another session of Bachelor headlines. There are many. We're going to talk about them. Ashley, you're our resident expert. So here we go. Chris Harrison not returning to The Bachelorette next season. Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow to co-host this according to People. All right. Well, if Chris isn't coming back, these girls, in my opinion, will do a dandy job filling in for him. We know that you guys know that we are huge fans of these two ladies like how much did I fangirl over Tasha during her season? And Caitlin has been a friend of ours for years. This is very exciting for, for the two of them. And I do think that they will be great support systems for 
at least Katie, who we know they're doing Katie season um, throughout this. It's going to be nice to have like two girls to like kind of lead them, lead them with advice throughout the process. Uh, Ashley, I'm going to pause headlines here and ask you a question that I think a lot of people are wondering, especially myself. Maybe I'm the only one wondering this. Why do you... Okay, how is this going to work? So they have Katie and Michelle both announced as Bachelorettes. It's not going to be the Caitlyn-Britt situation where they have to pick and choose. It's going to be two separate seasons. Which is great. (laughs) So explain this to me in a few minutes, as short as you can, why they chose to do two Bachelorette seasons, which means I'm assuming they're not doing a Paradise. I'm I'm making these assumptions. Tell me when I'm wrong. No, tell me when I'm wrong or right okay. here uh two bachelorette seasons not doing a paradise season who knows when the bachelor season's happening caitlin and taisha around for both so this means they're like working for the next six months straight just just help me understand what is going on okay well the little slice that we got from them last night on stage definitely didn't explain everything in in, in the best way their Instagram did the explaining. So first we're going to have Katie in the spring or the summer, spring, whatever you want to call it. And then we're going to have Michelle's season in the fall, but I believe that paradise will be smushed in there. And so yes, production will be working absolutely nonstop from now because they start filming Katie's season this week until early December, literally filming every single month because it'll be March and April and a little early May with Katie. Then they'll jump into paradise and do a full June shoot. Then they'll be shooting July and August Michelle season. And then they'll be doing the bachelor in its normal September through November spot. Why are they doing it this way? Like why two bachelorette seasons back to back? I guess they wanted these two girls to both have opportunities. So and they're it's doing it like this, right? Like, I mean, there are rumors out there. Okay. Should I address rumors? I mean, no. Um, I mean, yeah. Let's let's. <laughs> what are the rumors? What are you What are you hearing? The rumor is that they want the rumor. Okay, you guys. Rumor, 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 is that they wanted Michelle to be the bachelorette, but she is committed to teaching throughout the rest of the school year. So they thought they would film with Katie during their normal time slot, and then then create a new time slot for Michelle. That makes sense. I mean, hey, good, yeah. on, good on Michelle for keeping with her commitment to teach. So that, I think it's amazing that, if that yeah. is true. If that's true, yeah. it's it's a, it's at least an idea. Um, all right, Ashley. So final rumor, and you, ha- you just have to help me understand this. If they are going to do a paradise, and I would assume now because they've already said that Caitlin and Tasha are going to be the host for the Bachelorettes, that Chris Harrison is not going to be around for those, then what happens with Paradise? Do, have, I don't do know. We have we'll any, see. We have no clue. Okay, well. No, we don't. Uh, speaking of Chris Harrison, the Bachelorette co-host, Tasha Adams, spoke with Chris Harrison about replacing him. Her quote is, according to Us Weekly, he was so kind. Oh, well, that's nice to hear. Tasha talks about how, you know, she's so honored to be given this opportunity. She said that I talked to Chris the other day and he was so kind and congratulated me for being part of the next season. It meant the world. With that being said, y'all, let's freaking go. (laughs) Well, um, obviously, there's going to be a lot around Tasha and Caitlin uh, that we'll be talking about. I mean, I feel like we've talked about Caitlin and Tasha for a long time. I mean, Tasha is the last bachelorette and Caitlin with Dancing with the Stars. I mean, why not just continue to talk about them um, yeah. as they they 
co they're not calling it hosting um yeah. they're guiding supporting, supporting uh the bachelors through the process it's going to be interesting to see how that looks well speaking of Tasha, fans were starting rumors that Tasha and zach broke up which would break my heart if it did happen because she was seen without her ring but she went on ig instagram for all those out there monday march 15th morning stating uh what the ring why the ring wasn't on her finger what's going on ashley well, she was like, first, guys, you were looking at my right hand. So you were messed up about that in the first place. But the truth of the matter is I didn't even have my ring on my left hand because I finally went out to L.A. I went to Neil Lane's store. They are cleaning it and sizing it because this thing has felt like it's going to fall off my finger for months now. Well, good for her then. That's an expensive ring. And not only do you need to get it insured, you also have to get it resized. I would say the idea that she's getting it resized is a good sign for their relationship. She's seeing this thing uh, as a long-term commitment, which, hey, I'm pumped about. I really like them Me together. too. Uh, another big rumor in the relationship category. Uh, Claire Crawley and Dale Moss ruled out a long-term future together after reunion. This according to E! News. Ashley, I'm really interested here to hear what you think. Why did they get back together in Florida? And then why are they ruling everything out? Okay, well, I really don't know, but a source apparently does. This is a source to E! News says at this point in time, Claire and Dale aren't getting back together, despite the fact that they did spend that week of February 16th together hand in hand walking around the pool in Florida. It says, the source says, they want to be friends. They do want to see each other, but I don't think they have a long-term future together. Claire is trying to move on, but she's still in contact with Dale. Um... Dale had regretted everything that happened between him and Claire and has been reaching out to her recently. She finally caved and decided to answer his calls and talk it out, which I think led to the Florida trip. Um, but she's been trying to move on and it's been very hard, but she did want to like see him in person to have that conversation. So that's why she flew to Florida. So all for all of you Bachelor Nation fans out there, there's a little clarity about that relationship. Well, Ashley, that's all the headlines we have for you today. That's our podcast. It's another season in the books. Now, one that we'll remember forever that we're all going to continue to learn and grow from. Conversations have been started, as Sam Acho uh, said. But Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast and on iHeartRadio or you know subscribe there's wherever been a lot you of listen changes to podcasts. In, in the Bachelor world over the last few months. But we hope here at the Almost Famous Podcast that we'll all be better for them, that we'll learn and grow together. But Ashley, uh, hey, we're, uh, we did it. One more season of the books, but we're going to be back starting up, it sounds like pretty soon, with another Bachelorette season and talking about everything Bachelor headlines from here on out. We're going to bring on some awesome guests, aren't we, along the way? We sure are. You know this is in-depth season for us, so we, we yep. get very excited. Yeah, it's really fun for us. Ben and I feel very fulfilled by that. Yeah, it is. Well, Ashley, uh, we'll talk next time. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, this has been the Almost Famous Podcast, and I've been Ben. Signing off, I've been Ashley. Later, guys. Bye. Child-proofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. 
Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this on smart money? Happy hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel talk totally unfiltered about life pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry pamper swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the skin health alliance they're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex try swaddlers with new pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin free and gentle cleans better without risk of tearing it's made from 100 plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger with free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.